0: The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com.
1: The fucking details, I can fucking tell you About oh, you my last two nights at home Oh, you want my details No, I don't want your details, I don't want your details <laughs>
0: You gonna be hearing about I'm my threatening, details. well
1: now you have the same This is, I mean yeah, This no. is the same threat though Now we have it on each other
0: Yeah, Now we do have it on each other, yes, yes We'll get to the, We'll get to that <laughs> later on on a, yeah, on a future on a future episode, but yeah, now we're able to threaten each other. With details.
1: Details.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Sex and other human activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I am Jackie Zabrowski. You've got one disgusted look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pin- you got a pinch face going on.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about I was just thinking about sex for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a good it was a good pinch face
0: yeah it was just like a mm, it was
1: like, oh man oh yeah. you know when you like sometimes you think about sex and it's just like flash your memory flash your memory and you're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like now's not the time for me to be thinking about this. All right. <laughs> Smell. All right. Anyway, all right. all
0: right, all right. So yeah, I mean we're we're starting off this episode with a smile and you know some some happiness because we're both, uh, yeah. But you know of over course, the last couple of days, yeah. you know of course, uh, I mean I'm 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 sure you know a lot of people may be sick of hearing about Robin Williams by now. Uh, who knows the internet cycles in and out so fast and people will, will jump on bandwagon so fucking fast but it's definitely something that we need to talk about on the show
1: completely I mean it, it is it's opening a, a really really large light on mental illness that maybe people will actually start talking about it or are they just going to talk about the peripheries of it which is what always happens yeah. but that's why I think that it is important for us to talk about it today because we should be talking about the mental illness part of what happened with Robin Williams.
0: That's absolutely the part of it that we should be talking about. You know, I think what what, what I've been seeing is, you know, when people first, when it when it first happened, uh, people were saying like, you know, they showed a picture of, you know, the genie hugging Aladdin. Like that's, that is extremely sweet. And that's something that, you know, shows the sentiment that a lot of people felt, like a sadness that a lot of people felt. But now people are starting with this now you're free genie type stuff. And that's a bad message.
1: It's not the message that should be taken from this. No. The message is that this disease is real. And that when you look at, you know, and the message is that comedians aren't just funny time clowns, that it it is a darker, it's a very dark form of art that comedy is. And, that's what we should be talking about. But also it's like, and looking at the desolation and, and, and when you can't turn to anyone else and you, and you look at him and I've also seen a few things where it's like, but what was he so upset about? He had a great career. He had a family. It's like, what do you mean? What was he said? So, that is not the answer to mental illness. No, it's it, not. it is not something that you can just say to someone, oh, just cheer up. I don't understand why you're so unhappy. This is a very poignant example of why you can't just cheer up, yeah. That no matter what you have on the outside, or what that it looks like you've got your things together, or what you give to people when they're like, oh, but he gave such joy to people. That's not why you do it.
0: No, unfortunately, no. That's not why you do comedy.
1: Right? It, it's it's dark.
0: It's very dark, you know. And and i you know, uh, the the genres of comedy and horror are. Uh, so close together more than any two other genres that the hardest ones to do right uh, but I would fuck I would argue that people who make horror movies are probably in better headspaces than people who do comedy yes you know like they get out their demons in a different way it's all about getting out your demons both genres are about getting out your demons in one way or another, and you know it's it's funny that you know the horror people get it out through you know violence and fear, and comedians get it out through laughter, making right. other people laugh. Uh, and you'd think it would be the opposite, but I think a lot of horror people do have better states of mind than a lot of uh, than a lot of you know comedy people do. And it's not about a lot of times it's not about bringing joy. Like bringing joy is a great side effect. And it's a great uh, byproduct of doing comedy, but that isn't enough. Money isn't enough. Fame isn't enough. Uh, when it comes to depression, mental illness, nothing is enough. And that's what makes it so horrible. And that's what makes it so hard. And this is, you know, and, and this needs to be proof, like you said, Jackie, like this needs to be proof that, you know, material things. Don't help no matter how much you have, and no matter how much you know you know no matter how much you have or no matter how much you don't have, it's all the same, yes you know, it's all the it's same. all the same
1: inside of your head, yeah, when you're dealing with your chemistry and your makeup and things that you have no control over, you have control over your career, you have control over the kind of home you want to have, you have control sometimes you don't, but I'm saying for the, guaranteed no matter what you have no control over mental illness of what goes on inside your head you do if you get help Mm -hmm. you do if you are properly medicated but those are still things that you are still having to deal with it is you know marcus it's not your fault it's your responsibility yeah but unfortunately in looking in which i feel that specifically also comedians fall back on is that looking at robin robin williams life and seeing the highs and lows of his speed abuse and his drug abuse of, for years and years and years, huge coke head, and then he would go into rehab, and then he would try and make it better, and then he would fall back off the wagon, and it's not even about, oh, I gotta stay up to do a show. It's about, how do I make myself get out of bed to go do the show? How do I be on? And it's easy to be on if you're fucking shoving a bunch of shit up your nose and then you are definitely on but you're not dealing with the problem no. and it's just an easy way to not deal with things but at the end of the day you still have to deal with it when you go through rehab and you, and you do all that and you're getting yourself back together even without blow or whatever it is in your life you now have to deal with your life yeah. and it seems that that's what got him in the end you know, I I, I I don't know if that was, like, I mean, this is, like, page seven stuff of, like, rumors of him back on the shit trying to get clean again.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was going back to rehab. Yes. Yeah, he was apparently doing some sort of prehab thing, like, where you kind of get ready to go to rehab. And then when you get in rehab, that's when you finally get better. But that is, I mean, that is some hardcore shit right there. He was also 62. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and that also shows you that the struggle, and, and, and this is... It, it is a little—I wouldn't say discouraging, but you know, it is kind of scary it's to forever. think that it's forever. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to remember, uh, especially people who decide to go off their medication, uh, people who decide they don't need therapy anymore, they don't need this, they don't need that. If you have clinical depression or bipolar disorder, which you know that was that was his big thing—he was bipolar. Um, it never—it doesn't end. There's not going to be one day when you wake up. And you're suddenly better. And it's not something that goes away. It's something to manage. It's something to cope with. Diabetics don't wake up one morning and not need insulin. You know, you, you, that's just, that's not the way it works. It is for life. And it is something that you are always going to have to deal with. But don't think, don't let that scare you because that's a scary fucking thought. It is an extremely scary thought. It's like, you know, I mean, to be kind of crude with it, you know, it's like having a, you know, bump show up on your dick and you don't want to go to the doctor because you don't want them to tell you it's hurt.
1: Because you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> it's like, that's you, not going to make it go away. Yeah, it's not going to make it go away, but also don't want to deal with it. Like, you know, I don't want
0: someone to tell me that there's something wrong with me. You know, it, but the sooner you deal with it and the sooner you get help for it, the sooner you're going to be happy and the sooner you're going to be able to get out of your rut and get on with your life to live the life that you were meant to live uh so don't let that scare you don't let any of this uh don't let it, just let this inspire you let this horrible piece of shit sprout a rose please let that don't and don't take this like uh, this is what scares me so fucking much about these big celebrity suicides uh is people looking at the attention that they get people looking that everyone is talking about on social media and everybody's doing all these news reports and everyone's writing articles and all of this stuff, uh, and they see how much attention these people get and they see that uh, everyone's like, oh, we should have helped him, we should have done this, we should have done that. Uh, there's always a rise. In suicides, anytime a celebrity kills themselves, specifically among that same age group and that same gender, um, but still there are other people of all age groups that that kill themselves. Uh, you, it's fucking, it's not going to help. Like it, it's the it's the worst thing you can do because uh, think about this: uh, if you do get attention, you're fucking dead.
1: You're dead, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then that's why it's like. There are people like that that do these kinds of things for attention or, you know, try and, uh, and attempt suicide for attention. That's a whole different aspect of suicide. Yeah. What Robin Williams was doing was not for attention. No. He was doing it. He, was, he didn't have any other way out. If, you, if it's something that, like, you know, in your brain you're like, Oh, or He but felt
0: if, that he didn't have any other way out. Right. Yeah. Because he did. Yes.
1: Everyone does. But when you're in that hole it's sometimes hard to see any kind of light.
0: Yeah, it is. You can get deep, deep into that shit. Sometimes if you wait too long, the it, the longer you wait, the deeper the hole gets.
1: But, you know, you want attention? Put it into art. Yeah. Put it into, you know, if, if it's something that's like, oh, I want attention. You know, I was, I had a long, many years of problems of hurting myself in very, like, Peripheral ways, like I would just like hit my arm really hard on this edge of the counter and be like, "Oh, I don't know what happened to my arm." Yeah. Like when I was, you know, angry all the time. Yeah. And, and I would do things like that, and and because I wanted to get attention for it, and like there, that is a drastic difference. That now it's like, or I could work really hard and produce something and have people give you positive attention yeah. rather than negative attention. And and that's what we should strive for is positive attention. And now there's all this glory of Robin Williams, which he was a wonderful man.
0: Yes, I and mean, and, and inspiring. I, I completely
1: s- inspiring. So
0: it's a, that's why that's what makes it so sad thinking about the man's work. But you also have to think about the man himself.
1: It's completely separate it's from completely the work that he created. Completely different. You know, you can't get away from that, and obviously we now see that he couldn't get away from it. And I cried for a few hours yesterday. I cried for a
0: little while <laughs> yesterday, too. Like it was and here in the studio, which I was sitting here like, please don't have everybody come through the door. <laughs> I closed the door. No one come in.
1: But I also cried for the fact that, like, for the aspect that he felt so alone yeah, and didn't, he wasn't thinking about the movies he made. He wasn't thinking about all of the millions of people that he's inspired to go after their dreams. He wasn't thinking about that because he couldn't. Yeah. Because he wasn't able to. And, like, that is horrifying. And that someone that is so brilliant could be at a point to do something like this that a lot of people are at that point. A lot and people you listening to,
0: to the show right now, right? You point.
1: have to do something about it because you know I, I'm not saying that it is selfish. I'm saying that it you are worth it, and you affect other people in ways that you'll never know. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. You have to say that I am worth it. I don't need to do that, but you also need to get help. You have to in any way. You have to get help. And don't fucking turn to drugs because obviously that didn't fucking help him. No. Made it worse. For years and years and years and years it made it worse. Even at the top of his fucking game it made it worse. And you look at his like IMDP page, 102 movies he's done. And almost all of them are great. Yeah. Or he made them worth it.
0: Yeah. But and it didn't, to, to him, in the end... Like, the work that he put in, it, it didn't matter, because he couldn't see it. He wasn't thinking about it, and that's what that shit does. It, it erases everything good in your head. Uh, the, th- that's what depression does. Everything that's good in your life, it blacks it out, and everything inside your head is just black, or racing, or a, a blur, and it just nothing, nothing makes sense. Life doesn't make sense. You can have as many people as you want telling them that they love you and that they are there for you. Uh, and you know, and during my darkest times on both of our darkest times, we've had so many supportive people telling us that they love us and that, you know, we have nothing to be sad about because so many people love us. This man had the world's love. That's how dark this can get. And that's, how that's how you know you have to pull yourself or have someone else help you and and not only am, are we talking to people who are suffering de- from depression we're also talking to people who know people who are suffering that from it's depression. not something
1: that they can just snap out of no ever they need to talk to someone they need to get medication
0: yeah and therapy yes you know either one you know or both one of the two.
1: But we were talking about my favorite Robin Williams movie. It's,
0: I saw it for the first time last night, and it is fucking fantastic.
1: It's kind of like a lesser known, like like an indie Robin Williams movie. I got it. I was with my parents on Christmas Eve a few years back, and my mom was like, oh, it's a new Robin Williams movie. Let's get it. So we watch it, and it's a dark comedy about suicide, Yeah, about his son- who <laughs> dies of autoerotic asphyxiation? So called,
0: it's called "World's Greatest World's Dad." World's Greatest
1: Dad, <laughs> and it's about like also it's like the glorification of people that commit suicide as well afterwards. Of like they were the best, they were great, but he wasn't.
0: He was. A, he
1: was a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the biggest pieces of shit. They spend the. It was uh, directed and written by Bobcat Galway. Yes, uh, and he spends the first. 20 to 30 minutes of the movie just having this kid piss you off over and over and over again. No sympathy for him whatsoever. No redeeming qualities. Just a fucking pervert piece of shit. Just worse qualities of a teenager. And Robin Williams is his father. Yeah, and Robin Williams is his father and he's a good man and he tries to help his son as much as possible. Uh, and then the kid dies from autoerotic asphyxiation while looking at upskirt photos that he took of Robin Williams' character's girlfriend, like dying in the worst, like just, just a the worst. piece of shit way. Uh, and then Robin Williams, you know, of course, doesn't want his son to be seen as dying from autoerotic asphyxiation, uh, see, or makes a scenario, he makes it look like he hung himself in the closet. And he wrote a suicide note for him and he put it in his pocket. Uh, and then it just balloons from there. This uh, The suicide note gets written and all of a sudden all these people who you see in the beginning of the movie you know, fucking beat the shit out of him and called him an asshole and just generally hated him uh, and kind of had a good point as far as hating him. Uh, these people, all of a sudden now there's this deep suicide note where he's such a tortured soul and he's so... Such a, well, every, don't give too so, much away. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not going to give too much away, but just to talk about it, like how people can, you know, uh, how people can, I guess, glorify suicide. Uh, they, you know, they project whatever they want onto this kid, uh, and they make suicide very romantic uh, when it's not. It's, it's extremely unromantic. It It doesn't make... Any sense, none of it makes any sense, but uh, it is a
1: dark comedy, so of course yeah. it's it's really funny
0: it's fucking it, hilarious, it's, like there are certain scenes when I was like fucking I was holding my stomach with laughter last night.
1: But let's just say if you're watching it with your parents and they're expecting RV, um, and my mom had to go outside and explain to my father what autoerotic asphyxiation was on Christmas Eve. That definitely, and Henry and I are just like laughing our asses off. We're like, we love this fucking movie. And like, my mom was just like, I don't want to watch it anymore. I don't think we should watch it anymore. I'm like, no, we have to watch the whole movie. But it's a, like, it's one of those movies where he's brilliant in the movie. He's he's just so fucking funny. I mean, he has a million things, but you know, it's just, now it's remembering his life. It's remembering the person that he portrayed to the public, but also it's important to remember the person that was inside of him, that this should generate conversation about mental illness. That's what this we have to take something positive from this and work towards the people that you see that. And it's like, if he could feel that way, anyone could. Yeah. And not that, you know, I don't mean that in like a, like anybody lower than him. I just mean like, it's something that afflicts people. It is like it, you have to do something about it and, and being loved by millions of people won't even stop it. That won't even fucking do anything about it. So no. please get help. If you feel that way, please turn to someone. Please do something for you. Do it for you. Yeah. Because you can't do it for the people that are like, I love you and I support you. It's like, that's wonderful. And it's wonderful to have that. But when you're in the fucking shit in your head, it doesn't matter.
0: Mm-mm. No. Well, yeah.
1: I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sad. Yeah. You know, watching you, you know, for me growing up it's like he was comedy. Yeah. And we would watch his we would watch his like hour-long specials, you know, with our parents. It's like non-stop, non-stop joke, 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 joke. And I know that a lot of it is pushed through by coke. I know that like that was very like drug-addled, but also he wrote it. Yeah. It was still his brain. It was still he had a brilliant brain, but your brain can fucking just turn against itself because that's our fucking bodies, man. <laughs> That's our goddamn chemistry. Yeah. But you have to keep going. Yeah.
0: Some of the things is our. sometimes our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses.
1: Is that a Batman quote? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Master Bruce, I, I mean- <laughs> sometimes our greatest strengths. Or also, oh, or greatest, greatest weaknesses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> greatest weaknesses. I mean, I'm fine if it is. I'm just saying. You trusted me and I failed you.
0: Love Batman. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Was that, the whole thing? It's like, I, it's not what they wanted, but I'm what they needed. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's not the one they deserve. It's the one what they need. I
1: love Batman, too. Everyone loves Batman. Sexy, sexy Batman. I'm not the one they deserve uh, no, I know you There's a great, <laughs> There's a great clip too of I don't like Patch Adams because I remember it made me really sad as a kid but there's a great scene of Pat of Robin Williams and Philip Seymour Hoffman have a scene in that, which I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was even in that movie. Weird. And, like, he's, like, the antagonist guy or whatever. And they have this, like, scene of, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman's, like, I've always like, my father was a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. You don't take any of this seriously. And it's him being, like, I love people. I love yeah. people. And it's, like, it's a great, like, oh, oh, oh I can't cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I already cried. I don't need to cry again.
0: Yeah. I got my crying out. I'm good. We're good. I'm good to go.
1: But just remember him and take care of yourself.
0: Absolutely. Let's get to our letters for today. If you've got any letters for us, uh, send them to cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we'll get to you as soon as we possibly can. Was that
1: radio voice, Marcus? Uh,
0: if you've got any letters for us, send them to cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. All right. Coming up next, we've got one from way back. we got Maggie Ugh. May
1: by Rod Stewart. Oh, Boy. my God, I wish. Can we listen to this song? <laughs> Maggie, I I love Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah,
0: Rod Stewart's great. But that's why you love him because he's <laughs> coming up next on Two for Tuesday. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I love Two for Tuesdays. Everyone loves
0: Two for Tuesdays. Oh, we're gonna be listening. No, never mind.
1: <laughs> I just get to. <laughs> I can do
0: that. I can do that forever. Yeah, it's wonderful. But we do have a, a letter from. I went ahead and emailed this girl because it was definitely an ur- an urgent matter. Uh, but let's uh yeah, let's let's answer it on here. Uh just so we can get, you know, more perspective on it, uh, and open this up and and hope that maybe someone will hear it someone else will hear it and if I can get into it and uh, take something from it. Hi Jackie and Marcus. It took me a while to message in because I'm rather paranoid about people looking at my files and shit. I'm only a recent Sex and other human activities, but long time last podcast on the left listener. Well, my problem is quite awkward. See, it starts with this boy, for this matter, we'll call Greg. Me and Greg became very close friends very quickly. We hung out every day, and everybody knew he had an eye for me. I didn't mind because it felt quite flattering, considering I'm quite antisocial. Fast forward seven or eight months down the line, and he started to become quite rough, like tackling me to the ground, punching me, just generally dominating me. This progressively got worse throughout the next couple months, Till it came to pinning me to the ground and threatening that, quote, if he goes off, it'll cost me. Then I try to get him out of my life, but he tells me the same bullshit every other girl in my position has been told. Oh, that was a bad point in my life. I'm fine now. And I stupidly fell for it. A month down the line, he kind of starts again, but I see it his playfulness. Then he asked me to go out with him. I said, look, I really like you as a friend, and that's all I want to stay, because if we break up, it will ruin the special friendship we have. I said it because I thought if he was quite abusive in a friendship, imagine a relationship. At the point, it seemed he understood. Another month down the line, he began to sexually harass me, and not in tidbits, he would just go at it, and I would need to fight my way out of it. I told him... I told him that we needed to stay away from each other. He then went insane, threatening my life, so I run around like a whippet because he was a big boy and had quite bad anger issues. The next day, I ran off, I went to babysit for a couple of hours, and he was outside my door. When I told him to leave, he pulled a knife, so I just went inside and locked my door. He screamed a lot and shouted a load of shit outside my door, kicking, and eventually left. He's beaten many of my friends to quite bad extremities, and has people watching me quite a lot. I've come to the point where I have to, keep, have to keep people watching on me when I leave the house. If there were different circumstances, like the fact that I'm only 15 now, I was like 12 when all this started, and that he has actually been professionally diagnosed with being sociopathic, I am at my wit's end, and it seems a little easier to talk to people I don't know in person. I apologize for the book, but please let me know what you think. I'm tired of living in fear. We didn't even give her a name.
1: Wampum Wallaby.
0: Wampum <laughs> Wallaby. God, man, this is a dangerous situation.
1: It's a. It's an. Ex- I'm really glad that you messaged her back as fast as you did because that is a very dangerous situation. It started when you were 12, and you're only 15 now. Like this is like this is. This is way adult shit yeah. that is out of your league, and I hope that you are talking to an adult about this. I hope that either your parents are involved or you know other other like teachers or counselors or, or anyone that knows of what is going on in detail, and then you need to call the police and get a restraining order.
0: Yeah. As soon as you possibly can. Get,
1: get him as far away from you as humanly possible. I know it de- completely depends on the kind of town you're in. It completely depends on if it's densely populated. I don't know if your house is far away from other people, but this guy needs to be dealt with and he needs to get away from you. How old is he? is he in your grade? Is it something that you can deal with at school? Is it something that you can talk to a counselor and and get him out of the school? Because especially nowadays when it comes to school and when it comes to child safety, they are on fucking lockdown. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of sounds like you might be overseas. It kind of sounds like maybe you're not from the Uh, United States. Okay. So I I don't know if it's that same kind of like insane lockdown over there as it is here now, but this guy has to be fucking taken care of. And it can't be by you. And you can't talk to him anymore. And I know that he's and these beating up people around. Why is he not in jail? Yeah. Why is this guy not in fucking jail?
0: There's a culture of fighting in, in England and just in the general UK where that type of shit is tolerated.
1: Against a girl that's 15 years old?
0: I mean, I don't think. I mean, as far as uh, I mean, like being physical with her, definitely dudes fighting each other. It's mu- it's very tolerated. It's just considered to be a regular part of of everyday life.
1: Well, that's a different story altogether.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but- it's definitely it's definitely different. I mean, you know, some people say that you know America is a little too. Uh, are a little too strict with, with stuff like fighting and, and assault and all that and maybe sometimes we are uh, but this is not one of those moments Like if you've got this big dude as you said he is a big dude with anger issues I'm guessing that those friends that he beat up I'm guessing those friends probably went to him and say hey look you need to leave her alone I'm sure they were trying to be good dudes uh, and he Beat the fuck out of him, uh, and that—that's
1: why at least a training order. Then, if he comes anywhere near the house or anywhere near you, then it is illegal, and he will go to jail. Yeah, if you're in a small town like we had a. a- an instance of this and a girl in my high school that this guy kept claiming to be her boyfriend but he was 19 years old like it, she did that they were not together he kept coming into the school kept coming after her so finally they had a restraining order so it was like around her that he couldn't be close to but also in a small town like us we had a cop car like there was a cop car on her buck wow watching to make sure because this guy was like he he like beat up a teacher. I mean he he was coming in and like and she he had raped her <sighs> a few years prior and it was someone that like had gotten at a juvie or whatever and was like coming after her. Yeah. And violence is not the answer. You can't you know you can't send a bunch of dudes over to go beat the shit like that's not gonna stop anything.
0: No, it's gonna make it worse. It's gonna make
1: it a lot worse. So
0: much worse.
1: Especially like if, he, if he's, diagnosed a so, he's a diagnosed sociopath, I mean, he needs to be on medication.
0: Yeah, he needs to be on medication. He needs to be in therapy. Sociopathy is the hardest thing to treat.
1: But what he needs to do is get as far the fuck away from you as humanly possible. Yeah. So what did you write back in the letter?
0: I said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I said that completely uh and and i know you know and she said that you know it just you know i said do this she said you know what i already feel better just talking to you about it i was like i don't care it's like that's great that you feel better talking you to me about, to do about it but this. you have to do something about this today like this is not something that you can sit on and and wait and and yeah i mean it always does feel better to tell people your problems you know, it does. Uh, but, that's why
1: therapy works.
0: Yes, that's why therapy works. But you can't just tell people your problems. You have to do something about it. And, you know, in in one of the follow-up emails, she also told me that she's, you know, you know has issues with paranoia. Uh, and even if you are a little bit more paranoid than, you know, your average Joe on the street, uh, you've got enough evidence here you have enough reason here to get this guy the fuck away from you you know this isn't something this isn't you being paranoid maybe parts of it but it doesn't sound like it like some of the shit that he said to you some of all the stuff he's did to you even
1: when you were just friends
0: yeah even when you were just friends jesus christ uh and the sexual harassment stuff uh Showing up at your door, kicking the door, when not only that, but I mean, it sounds like if you're in a babysitting job, like, fuck, there were kids inside. Yeah. You know, like there were there were other people involved in this. You know, there are other people involved in this. Your friends are getting beat up. You know, there there are other people in this situation that are getting pulled into it, which makes it all the more reason for you to tell somebody because people like this are fucking tornadoes. You know, it's not something that will just affect... You, it will put a swath of destruction through your fucking life, and you cannot let that happen.
1: Because what if he got in? What if your baby's babysitting and he, and he gets in? Yeah. What about those kids that you're in charge of? You know, it's like it, you have to think of other people in this, and like, and I'm glad that you felt better with talking, but you, you can't, it can't just be talking. This, no. may, you cannot talk to this guy. Even you said you talked to him and he was fine for a little while, then he went right back. Yeah, because he has mental illness because he's got fucking shit going on in his brain that needs to be dealt with a lot more harshly than he's dealing with it right now. Yeah. Or if you know his parents or if you know you know, any, anyone that you can talk to, to get him. But first of all, get a restraining order. Mm-hmm.
0: And you got to tell people about this. You got to tell anyone. Because also
1: if people don't know about it, you know, I, 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 what if he spins it I know he's a big dude and everything but like what if she wanted it mm-hmm. she wanted these that's why you need to document everything that's going on whether you you tell people you also write it down yeah. if you're able to write down specific times and dates of what's going on keep everything documented so you have a list yeah of actual evidence of what's happening so if you need to go to court against him if you need to do anything that you have, the proof,
0: and if you're a paranoid per- person, that should be right up your alley.
1: Exactly, and I think <laughs> to be, I
0: mean, be an activity you would enjoy doing. Actually,
1: I think that it's a really good idea to have everything on paper very and tell idea. people.
0: Great fucking idea. Get timelines going. Uh, you can't let this guy. Sociopaths are manipulative. You know, they they can be very convincing when they want to be. Uh, Which is probably why that's...
1: he's not in fucking jail in the first place. Yeah,
0: I'm sure he's talked his way out of all kinds of bullshit. Uh, but you need to start. You need to document it. And this is... You've been dealing with this for three years in your li- of your life. You've been... Young years, too.
1: It's like, of course you're paranoid. I'd yes. be fucking paranoid as fuck. Yes, you are paranoid because of him. Yes. Yeah. And for good reason. Yes.
0: Your shit... The, the, your paranoia, and I'm sure it seeped into a ton of other parts of your life, but you are paranoid because of this guy, the shit that he's done to you. Uh, and it's not something to deal with it's something to take care of yes it is something that this is uh, this takes action this takes physical real world action Uh, and the sooner you do it the lower the chances are that something is going to go horribly wrong to you or to somebody else so take care of it now anybody else out there that is in this kind of situation take care of it now because you cannot
1: wait. It's it not something that's going to go away. It will not go away. It will
0: not go away. It will not get better. No matter what the person says, like, you know, like this girl said, he says, oh, I was in a real bad time in my life.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah whatever. We all go through bad times in our life, but we don't all fucking hit. We don't all beat the shit, out of, shit
1: out of somebody.
0: Yeah, no. No, we all go through hard times, at bad times in our life. We all go through hard times, and it doesn't sound like he took responsibility for that bad time in his life. It's just like, oh, yeah, that thing that I did, uh, that was a bad time in my life. That, that was just, you know, whatever it happens, he didn't take any responsibility for it. You know, I've gone through bad times in my life before, and I have hurt people in those bad times in my life, but I didn't use that as an excuse.
1: No, you know what I did? I got help. Yeah. That when, you know, when you hurt someone so badly and you realize what you've done, which I have been in that situation, mm-hmm. and you look down and you realize what fucking monster am I? I need to get help. Yes. And that's what happens yeah. is that you need to get help. Yes. And whether it's someone forces you to get help, which in this situation seems to be the way to go, mm-hmm. or you choose to get help. Yeah. But I tell you, choosing to do it is a lot easier than getting forced to do it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah.
0: So much easier. It'll, yeah, I mean, this guy might have to be sectioned. I don't fucking know. I don't know how the British do it, uh, but you just need to, you just need to, to take care of it right now.
1: Do yeah. they have that in UK? Do they have Baker acting in UK? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think they call it getting sectioned.
1: Oh, that's called getting sectioned? Yeah,
0: I think, I think so.
1: I've, yeah, because. If
0: I remember from the X.
1: Yeah, I th- I, bake, I Baker acted someone here. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. So when you Baker Act, if you don't know what it is, it's if you feel that someone is a harm to themselves or a harm to others, you can call the police and ask for them to be taken in. Yeah. And I had to do that.
0: Yeah. And And it was for the best. Yeah. And it helped?
1: Yes. Well, no. No. Well. But I tried. Yeah. <laughs>
0: At least you tried. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that, you know. It's but that
1: was just, drug, really. That wasn't anger. That wasn't coming yeah. after me. That was more of. Yeah.
0: This is a friend that needs help. She's going to kill herself. Yeah. This is a friend that needs help. But this is not, this man is not your friend. No. Just remember that. He is not your friend, no matter how much friendship that you've. Even I,
1: in like in the different packets of time when you feel that, like, oh, but we really got along. That's not him. No. That's what he wants you to think that he is because he can manipulate you.
0: Yeah. That's what he's good at. That's what he knows how to do. That's how he knows how to interact with other people. Uh, and you got to put that out of your head. That's not real. Nothing this guy has done is real, except nothing good that this guy has done is real. The only real things that he's done is hurt you. Uh, and you can't let him do that anymore. You have to move on. You have to put the take care of it, put it behind you, Uh and move on.
1: And it's, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. So sorry. And I'm sorry that you had to go through it so fucking young. Yeah.
0: That's the worst.
1: But no. you can learn to trust again.
0: Yeah. you and that's but you know, that's another thing about going through it young is that you have to You time. will
1: learn. You know, and, you and it's you know, it's a really shitty fucking thing to learn. Mm-hmm. And it is no matter what way you learn it. Everyone has a time when they're like, I'm never gonna trust everyone anyone ever again. And hopefully you come back. And yeah. you do, with time.
0: It's it's possible.
1: But it's not your fault either. No. None no. of this is your fault.
0: None of it is. Don't let anyone tell you that it is. All right. Let's get to our next letter. Actually, no. That's all we got time for today.
1: Oh no! Yeah. Well, it's
0: almost five thirty. Oh
1: man! Yeah. I'm the worst.
0: No, you're not the worst. This <laughs> is just why we maybe needed to go for two episodes. Uh,
1: yeah, we got to start doing two episodes mm-hmm. a week. We got, this, we got a couple of we got a couple of
0: uh, quite a, yeah well actually quite a few emails and Facebook messages and all that people saying they'd love two episodes a week, uh, and we will very soon we're going to tell you how we might make that happen, um, but until then you know bright to us at cave comedy radio at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to add to what we uh, talked about today or if you have a question yourself uh, and we'll get to you as soon as we possibly can uh, thank you so much everyone for listening today i know it was a little dark a little dreary and uh, and a little darker than than we usually have but you know this this type of shit you know just people keep talking about it you know, keep keep talking about it in a in a positive way and keep talking about it in a way that will make more people understand and just try to put it into perspective. And don't get mad, don't get angry with people, don't get combative, because that That never helps in arguments like this. When you're trying to educate people about a misconception that they have, especially a misconception as sensitive as this one, getting angry and combative with someone is not going to help at all. Be calm, be cool, be collected, and...
1: Keep the positivity going, because we need it. We all need it.
0: Yeah. You can't make them understand. You can only help them understand. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Hell yeah. See you next week.